0: What up? What up? Episode 11. We're here. We're ready. Lost in the in the chip game on Gonzaga, but man, oh man, it's Masters week. You're listening to the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. My name is Alex Jacobs. Let's go. So next week, why don't we just start with that? Next week we have some. Big updates coming, be a big announcement with the show following, very excited to be moving up, I guess you could say, and um, yeah, we're very, very excited for that, we don't want to say too much, it'll happen next week though, so one more week until that big announcement, and then Manny, and then I can actually say a little bit more about the giveaway. Maybe we'll have <laughs> maybe we'll have some more viewers for that. Yeah, a little more traffic. Just so I could start out saying, you know, here's the Twitter for a little all the more new eager people. Ears. Welcome, 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 welcome. Here's how you do it: hit the Twitter, hit the Instagram, whatever. So, um, oh, I started caddying again. That was my first uh, my first weekend. Got a new bib, the hundred and twenty fifth anniversary year at Spring Haven. So I got a black bib this time. Time to start making some cash yeah. back. Um, my parlays are struggling a little bit, but yeah, I, I, uh, I'm getting out to the range a little more. I wanted to play yesterday so bad. It was such a good day. I
1: just couldn't get over there. I played yesterday. It was so bad. Really? It was horrible. Yeah, it was. It was disgusting, bro. We, we actually just won't talk about it. Honestly, just I, I, need, it. I need. I need. need help. I just I actually like. I, I'm. I'm like the person that has a problem that is finally coming forward and is like, I need help. I need help. Is man. it
0: everything or is it just like?
1: Oh, a um,
0: I, cause once you can narrow it down to like a few things uh, and you're over the ball, you're like, okay, so I need to do, I need to make sure I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And then I'm successful.
1: It's, it's, everything. <laughs> it's everything. It's everything. Yeah. I mean, we got, we got to go off the tee box first. And if you go off the tee box, like in minimal trouble, cause we are going to be in trouble in minimal trouble, minimal. then we got to, then we got, <laughs> yeah, you know, how it goes from there. Yeah. I'm not going to get too deep into it. Yeah. I mean, I mean you see, you see me play.
0: Yeah, you know but is, kind of. we're going to be getting – and that's another thing that we're, we can, I guess, maybe preview next week as well. You know, more golf stuff coming. So, we'll be playing a lot more and getting a lot more uh, experience playing. So, hopefully, the scores will drop is, is, is yeah. the goal with my the goal amount did, of playing goal, that we'll goal be by doing. by the
1: end of the season is to be – is to either hit or break ninety. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but I broke hundred last year, so obviously we gotta. Yeah, play. I mean,
0: with the playing that we're doing, it's possible. All you gotta do is just play, 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 play. All you gotta do. It's it. It's with everything, but all you gotta do is play, play, play. So we're gonna talk. Like I said in the beginning, we're gonna talk this recap of this Natty chip game, and then we'll get into the Masters because it is Masters week, and that is so exciting. Tomorrow, kicking things off. Very, very excited for that. What Jordan Spieth is going to do after his win this past weekend. I'm very, very excited to see how this is going to play out. Who are we going to bet on? The Masters that people don't understand is you can really win a lot of money on the Masters. It's not just about picking the right outright winner. Really, any bro. A lot of people don't know. You, there's so many other prop bets. You can do. Mm-hmm. You can live bet after the weekend, after, after the Thursday, Friday, once we get to the weekend. You can bet on your round betting you can bet on a player to win out of the out of the group you can bet on a player in tomorrow there's four people per, per group you can bet on the person that's gonna win that group you can also bet instead of four people you can bet a person to beat one other person in the same group like there's so much that you can do there's so much opportunities to win a lot of money you just gotta play your cards right and know exactly what you're doing so we'll get into that a little bit later first we're gonna start with this national championship game. And the first thing I have to say is I did bet on Gonzaga minus four and a half. And here's my explanation. I had them winning my my chip in my bracket. I had Baylor playing against them. Um, the one thing that's very, very important for me to say is, sure, a lot of these people were saying. I saw a lot of cappers, handicappers that were betting on, uh, on Twitter when the game was starting. And all it was was Baylor money line, Baylor spread. I'm not gonna ditch and I said this already, I've said this before, you know, off. I can't believe I
1: can't believe you give the Twitter handicappers their credit before you give your co-hosts credit. But carry on. Yeah, <laughs> but carry on, carry he says. On. But carry this on. is
0: this is this is the big thing. I'm not gonna ditch Gonzaga when I've been riding them the entire tournament. And in the last game to complete the undefeated season, win the national championship, I just don't see myself ditching them like that. Why would I just bail like that? So I'm going to win with them, and I'm going to lose with them. I'm not saying I was a Gonzaga fan the entire season. I was riding them this tournament because I had them. I said in the very beginning, they are going to walk their way there. Sure, they had a little trouble in the Final Four. Had a little trouble. Jalen Suggs had to be a god. But besides that game, they walked their way through. Okay, So and this is where it goes to like this. This is what happens. Baylor plays. It was the top defense and the top offense. Clash. Bang. Smack them together. What's going to happen? What's the saying for every sport you play? Defense wins championships. And that's that's as simple as it was. Drew Timmy had three straight turnovers on three straight possessions. They were trapping. They were all over this team. And not even on the other side, not even on just how good defensively they were, they were just shooting better. They were hitting their threes. They were hitting their shots. And that's, I guess, how you have to beat them. And I also hate the narrative that, oh, when Gonzaga has to play a good team and Gonzaga has to play a ranked team, they play in a shitty conference. Oh, when they play a good team, I'm sure they're fifty 15-0 in their conference because there's nobody in that conference. But when they play a good team, they fold and they lose. They played some damn good teams in this tournament too. So I hate that narrative. Oh, Gonzaga's frauds because when they play one good team, they lose. That's what made me so frustrated. Give them credit. They're one game away from an undefeated season.
1: Listen, man, first things first. Willingly betting on the Gonzaga Bulldogs with the undefeated season on the line is just absolutely just blasphemy, and I was hoodwinked that you did it to begin with. Second of all, I mean, you got to break down this game from a logical standpoint, man. I said this last week on our show. We have yet to see Gonzaga play under their A game in a big game. Seen it, we, seen, we saw their V game to UCLA. That was actually their beginning game. UCLA took to the wire, obviously we saw what didn't look so good. Versus Baylor, I don't even know what you call that. D plus? I mean, you shot 29% from three, and that's supposed to be something that you do very, very well. Uh, turn the ball over a shit ton, which is something that you don't do a lot. Uh, I mean, Nemhard looked drunk for a good part of the first half, so did Timmy. Uh, the supporting cast didn't step up. The biggest—I mean, I feel like the biggest thing that happened with that game, though, was Jalen Suggs picking up that quick, those quick two thousand. That changed the whole game because he's—he's he's their temperament. He—he's their guy that runs the show. Uh, he picked up two thousand. I think it was like three minutes, and it's just it put it put Mark Few in a tough position and put the rest of the, the rest of the Bulldogs in a tough position. I mean, a lot of those guys—they didn't—I don't want to say nervous. They didn't look nervous, Maybe maybe looked a little more, a little tight. They're not as loose and I think- a beat. And energetic as we usually see in Zach and moving on offense and moving on defense and you got Timmy with the stash and you got the fire from James Every Suggs. We, we didn't see that fire from Suggs and that, that flash from Timmy to the second half. And, and that's what really hurt. I mean,
0: I actually do agree with you there. I do think they did look a little nervous. I don't, I don't know what it was, but in this first couple minutes, it was 16 to four. And then with 10 and a half to go in the first half, we're almost through... Ten minutes of play. We're almost through half of the first half. Just about. And Gonzaga has ten points? A team like... that is outscoring <clears throat> teams by double digits, almost twenty points in this tournament, and they have ten in ten minutes. I
1: feel like what? I feel, I feel like we're we're we're, we're highlighting too much of Gonzaga's problems and not enough how good of a basketball team the Baylor, Bay You're Baylor right. Bears are. I mean, you out-re- out-rebound this team 30 to 22. 16 offensive rebounds to a spot. I mean, Davion Mitchell, Jared Butler, very, very professional basketball players. I mean, off the pick and rolls, look at, I, I like, it. what I saw from Baylor was two professional guards, a great supporting cast running four out, four, four out, one under, pick and rolls, lobbing it up, kicking it to your shooters, breaking someone down through the ice refusing the screen, coming back in the screen again, taking it, pulling off. Like, these are very professional moves that I watch in the NBA every day. And these guards from Baylor were pulling them off with ease, and they had Gonzaga looking lost. It doesn't matter who was defending. There was a couple of times where Butler was defending, where um, Suggs was defending Butler, and Butler would get right behind with a crossover. Same thing with Mitchell. I mean, these guys were, I, I could, you could tell that Baylor had this matchup circled on their calendar when they were first supposed to match up, and they didn't get that game, that game didn't get played. And you could tell that hunger was still inside, like, nah, we're waiting for these guys. Like every, like you don't hear about them a lot throughout the tournament. We all know that they were good and we know that they struggled to come back in COVID. So they didn't get as much of the spotlight as I feel like Baylor deserved. Um, and you could tell that team was just way more hungry coming to the game, diving the ball for loose, like diving the floor for loose balls. So I will I, say I, this, though. Players reaching out one arm. It's, it, 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 was, it was one yeah, of yeah. I mean, they were playing,
0: they, they had the gritty game. They, they knew they what the circumstances Kentucky. were. They're there to not only win, but to shut down an undefeated season. Makes sense. But I have to say this. I think that we didn't see that Baylor team that, you're, that you were just describing until the Final Four That against Houston. They murdered, murdered Houston. There was, I, I guess somebody had a bounty on Houston. And Baylor came out and absolutely destroyed. And then I think, me personally, I was like, if we see that that Baylor team in one more day i remember when i was saying usc saying oh good luck gonzaga after that houston massacre that baylor did to them i was like uh gonzaga watch out maybe a little bit and then they came out firing but let's talk about let's talk about when the half ends let's talk about when the half ends you talk about foul trouble right Baylor's in foul trouble at the end of the half. Gonzaga gets to come back a little bit. I think it was within nine with 10, within 10 when they were down, like 15 before the half ended. Suggs, I think, got that last, that last bucket to put them within nine or ten. And coming out of the out of the tunnel, I'm like, or when they were actually going in, I'm like, okay, Baylor's in some foul trouble. Gonzaga just got a clutch bucket to really put them back in this game. Come out driving hard. And then they start out the game. It's like a six to one run or a five to zero run, and they're back to a fifteen or sixteen point lead.
1: Why? Well, the thing about think about well, I have to respond to one thing you said because you said Baylor didn't look that that good or that scary throughout the NCAA tournament. They didn't
0: look awesome. at the game against Villanova. They, sh- they they had a chance to lose that game. They were losing the entire game until they had they, that 20, they, they, 21 they, to
1: sixteen they, run or twenty one to ten they, run. They they won their games by 14-13, 9-9, and sixteen. They should have lost to Nova. Because they lost the first half. Because you lose the first half of a basketball game means you should lose the full game. Nova came out in that second half looking like they they should have been charged with two DUIs. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, they, they they looked at the Nova that we expected them to look like. So don't give me that. Don't give me that. None of the games were there, were, there were a couple games where you look at it and you're like, oh, Baylor might be in trouble. And then they go on a 2010 run and you see Baylor and they and win the game by nine. Don't give me that. Don't give me that. Second of all, to your, to your to your point, you have to give Scott Drew credit for the team that he's built because they're in foul trouble to end the, to end the first half and it's looking bad, right? Well, this is the thing. Gonzaga only goes seven deep. Baylor, on the other hand, goes about nine, sometimes even ten deep when they when they absolutely need to. um You had it, it's it was Tamba and the other center. I can't pronounce his name, but they're both literally interchangeable. Actually, play the same game. You see, those are both the guys that were in foul trouble throughout the whole throughout the whole game. But when Tamba would get three, other guy would come in. With his two fouls, get his third. some time back in, they would get four and four. Like so, when you had that depth that Gonzaga doesn't have, foul trouble like that, and fatigue through playing out, the, through, playing throughout the tournament, and having such a successful season that you could see Gonzaga had toward the end of that game, something that doesn't bother a team like Baylor that much at all. Now, on the flip side, Gonzaga might have more star power. You could, you could say, you could argue because they don't go as deep. So that's the trade-off. But I feel like that you see the depth. And the fresh legs that Baylor could is just bring in. Like Gonzaga would make a run, cut it to 12-10. Baylor would make subs, fresh legs, and then break it out to 16 again. And that was really the key to that game, I feel like.
0: Yeah, it was just very tough for me to watch them pretty much just fold. And for them scoring a lot more than 70 points a game, and then they come into this game and they lose by 16, and they put up 70. I just have to go back to the point. I mean, I think they just... Maybe... I don't know what it was. Maybe the nerves of the game or everything's on the line here. Or so, they just didn't... They didn't look right. They nothing, just, something
1: was off. It's just... Uh, I just feel like that's how... In the NCAA tournament, you're not going to play your A game all the way through. And I already hark on this and I sound like a broken record. But you got to be able to win the games that when you come out playing like shit and you guys don't feel good and you guys go down 10, 12 early. Those are the games that... True champion teams find a way to win. I'm not saying that Gonzaga's not a true champion team. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of different years that if the Bears are in the way, Gonzaga walks through and wins the, wins the championship, but that's just the nature of the beast. Um, and I feel like they had those, that, those two games on the stretch where they didn't play that well. And you could see the fatigue and it, it just all crumbled down for them. I mean, you got to give that, you got to tip your hats to the great season. Now. I mean, that, that, th- there's, there's, absol- there's absolutely nothing wrong going 31 and 1. But, to the scope of the the outside world, the media, and everybody like us that talks about these games, we don't give a shit unless you win the chip. So yeah, clearly. sorry against Zachary.
0: <laughs> I mean, I just don't. I also don't think that you can win a game with fourteen turnovers. It was fourteen to nine. Sure, that's five last. but a lot. Of, like, look at the turnover points. I mean, well, I exactly. we were they they were there was a point when when it was it might have been early in the second half or late in the first half, something like that and Baylor had just gotten the ball after another Gonzaga turnover, and he flashed <laughs> it up on the screen. Baylor, 13 points off of Gonzaga turnovers. Gonzaga, zero points off of mm-hmm. Baylor turnovers. So the turnovers aside, 14's a lot, too much. But the ability to capitalize on those mistakes and those problems that were s- stirring Something that was going on is really why they won the game. And and sure, defense was obviously a huge part of it. You could I mean just watching Baylor play, it was almost just like they had that zone trap the entire game. Wherever the ball is moving, you got two guys shuffling, moving right there every time. And I that I guess that's just how they work because watching Gonzaga, it's not we're not pressing two guys. We're not sending two guys out, we're gonna go press. They just had full control and had full confidence when Gonzaga had the
1: ball and well, there, there's some there's there's that's another like the, the dynamic of that Baylor team is that they're so experienced man they're so experienced there's, there's a couple of guys in that team that could win pro but they all decided to come back I mean you got I don't know if you heard on the broadcast but Cam Vitals 24 He's played five years of college basketball all for that one day right so the, and, and when you have a team like that and Scott Drew's been building an empire at Baylor for years he took when he, when he took this job people asked him why would you do that yeah. Baylor was in the depths he bought this he bought this whole program back, have them all buy in. You can do different defenses, like we're doing switch and replace and we're scrambling and we're running matchup zones and switching the man in the middle of the matchup zone that other teams can't do because they have other guys that are freshmen and sophomores that are coming out as superstars that they haven't been with the whole program for four years, like my guys have. And that's another dy- dynamic uh, from Baylor that actually helps with success a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I want to go back to just reiterating the fact of, of being able to shoot better. Um, having – uh, it was – Taylor had 10 threes made. Gonzaga had five. Thirty to fifteen points on threes. They no one noted to shoot. on
1: the bus either. But uh, Corey Kispert missing in persons.
0: Yeah, and and he was mainly the ones that was making those three point shots, and and he had more than half of Gonzaga's three point field goals the entire tournament. And I don't know. They just looked. I don't I wanna say nervous. I really think the best word for it is lost. Lost. I don't wanna say dead in the water, but I th- lost. I think
1: I think they were like I like I said, you hit a big shot like that, come to the next game, a little hungover, a little happy, resting on your laurels, and you get hit with a mac truck in two in the first two, not even five, the first two minutes to be in your best players out and you're down by nine. And then, and then once they got hit with that, it was like they're just they're like a they're like a prize fighter that's trying to get his feet back. While Muhammad Ali's just walking them down, jab, jab, hook, jab, jab, hook. And that's what you saw the whole game.
0: Yeah, it, it was definitely tough to see them lose in a in a game, and it's not even just that game, but in a season that they really controlled. A season that was so dominant, and everyone was like <laughs> so high on on Gonzaga, including myself. And I want to say this in terms of the bracket. What did you say at the beginning? Oh, all chalk, all chalk. Well, in our chip game, it was a one versus a one. And like I said at the beginning, and Jay Billis highlighted this, back to Jay Billis again in his little tournament show before the bracket even started, he said it was like, and I said this before, 41% of the time, there's two number one seeds that make it. That's 41%. So that's why you should... Have you are trying so hard to cover your seeds. footsteps
1: up. You're trying so all, hard to cover your footsteps up. Not at all. Not at all. Because
0: I did have two one seeds in, and my two one seeds made it. You had. You I just had, had like, the wrong all, winner.
1: What did you have a one seed that wasn't in the elite? Uh, no. No, I think I missed no. you there. I was gonna pick
0: Florida State no. to beat them, but I was right on that.
1: No, you were wrong on a lot. Yeah. You had, your, you had your two one seeds in the finals. Though. Look,
0: so I got I I tied for twelfth. In, I think, 110 people or 100 and... I tied for 12th in my bracket that everyone wants to shit on. Tied for 12th. Now, you if know, I won, you know, I would have got 750.
1: We're we giving out participation trophies now?
0: Uh, I'm actually just happy that I made a top 20, top 15 finish no, okay. with a bracket that was so busted.
1: Good
0: job, bro. I'm happy about
1: it. I, I, no, it's not, the, it's, not, it's not the fact that it was. it was busted. It's the fact that... We're the so fact ignorant. that
0: it was chalk and two so one ignorant. seeds made the chip, and I had it. Well, so, so did everybody ignorant. else, but you I don't was, really give a shit.
1: You were so ignorant. And there was uh, not and true. I, I really, really tried to help you. Forty one percent. I really tried to, really to. I. That's almost half. I really tried to, really to help you. If you listened on two teams, if you listen, if you would have listened, nah, not even about two teams. If you listened about one team, if you listened about Syracuse at the minimum. You probably have been top five.
0: Well, I really was high on San Diego State. Going. I know, and that killed you. Yeah, it really did kill me. I it tried to help you. Sixteen team,
1: Texas Tech, you were huge on. Tried to. Help oh,
0: you. they should have won that game I too. Tried, tried to help Oklahoma you. State, I think everybody. Oh, I, I had, that I too. had I that pissed that. me I off. I have not us. We
1: will not talk about that.
0: But, I also just to kind of start to close this out. What a fantastic tournament! Really cool to see that they were able to get the job done in in a bubble, in Indianapolis, and it's just crazy how. Time moves so much faster when the tournament's here. It felt like yesterday that we were doing our, no, our episode on Literally. on the our first college basketball episode, prepping for this. And then two weeks later, we actually did our very first pre-bracket stuff. And now we're here. It's April 7th, and we're here, and it's over. It's crazy how time flies. Um, but on that note, get, what a great college board, season. Man. And I'm excited to see... You know what next year holds, and I saw uh, an ESPN post uh, on Instagram, and it was like, I don't know, it was like the top, the way too early top twenty five, and UCLA was two, and I was like, good for them, they're they're, I don't I don't essentially want to say they're back on the map, but no, they are, they are. As, yeah. In terms of basketball school. There's going to be just a lot of people you, that are going to be looking to go there. Exactly. Back
1: on the map is just like we're in contention. Top 25.
0: Yeah. They won't 80, be they won't be a damn first four next year, I can tell you that. Exactly. Regardless of what happens. Exactly. So we're finally, we're finally, finally done uh, with college basketball. I just, and, and
1: on a, one, close, one close note for me, I, I don't know how everyone else feels. I had my year without Duke, Kentucky, and UNC in the mix and being great teams. But next year, I'm ready to see them back. That's all I have to say. Yeah, and that's gonna be crazy college, too college basketball like I, I like i like the extended field of more teams getting opportunity and not the same old teams winning over and over again but college basketball is better when the best teams are good and the average and not so good teams are also good and getting better so that's all i have to say about that
0: yeah and I might have another excuse next year for <laughs> everyone else like there's no uh there was no bracket last year so that kind of that kind of messed me up this one could be next year it'll be I
1: didn't well, see Duke in it, man. I didn't know. Anybody. That's right.
0: That's really what it's going to be. Because well, what if it's Duke and Zaga? Who am I going to pick? Why is Duke losing to Drake? Oh, well, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, just happy to see the tournament went well, and it's it's over. We won't be we won't be discussing it for a while with baseball back in the mix, and and now we have Masters Week, so obviously we're going to get into that now, and then we'll recap it next week as well, and hopefully you know our outright winners are... Are the ones so, we're mainly going to talk on the betting side, the betting side, the betting standpoint of the Masters. We obviously know what what Jordan Spieth was able to do. He's back on the map. Speaking of back on the map, winning his first tournament since thirteen hundred days, thirteen hundred days without winning. I was a big Jordan Spieth guy throughout high school when he was in when he was just dominating twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, just. It was all about Jordan Spieth. He how many, how much could we, he win? What 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 could he not do? And then the fall off started to come. And then where did he go? And then all these talks of Jordan's out of it. Can he even climb out of this slump? And then these past couple weeks, past couple months, working at it, staying, staying poised, staying controlled, balanced through in himself, and then just able to come back and. It's I'm, I'm I, I don't want to say I never left him. I just I was shocked that you could have you could be this good and then fall off like that. So to see him win thirteen hundred days, eighty two tournaments without one, everyone's no, like, that's the,
1: I feel like that's a crazy pattern about golf that it is. It I'm is starting crazy to pick up on because I feel like a lot of the really good players they go through those ups and downs and those slumps where you really not forget about them. Right, but, and it's I mean you can. It could be injuries, anything. Like you could say the same with Brook Bruce Kepka right now. Right you now, know, yeah, totally. maybe kind of kind of forgotten about.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Could like could could you you know, could could they be controlled within themselves enough to make that comeback and, and, mm-hmm. and stay not not hear the, the outside noise and, and and be able to make a comeback like that. So obviously now, oh Jordan wins, he's on a, he's he's I guess you could say quote unquote maybe hot streak this hot streak that. He's dialed
1: in. Exactly.
0: That's a that's a great word for it. So maybe it's like, "Oh, everyone all the money's going to be going towards Jordan this week or all the money's going to be going towards Justin Thomas this week." And that's what I'm going to do. So what what I'm doing in this sense is I'm betting on FanDuel Sportsbook and you can pick your outright winners. So what I'm doing is I'm picking 3 to 4 outright winners. I'm not throwing a lot of money on it. It might be 10 bucks on someone, might be 5 bucks on someone, might be $2 on someone. And then like I said, you can live bet uh from there. So, I want to do my outrights because hopefully you 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 get one right. You just you get one, hopefully. So, my outrights are going to be obviously Justin Thomas at plus 1100. So, you know, 10 to win 110. 5 to win 55, I think. Is my math right? I think so. My math is right. It's just half of 110, Alex. Yeah, it's 55. I'm an idiot. Um, Spieth is also the same. Speeth is at plus 1100, too. Are people going to put their money on, on the defending champ, Dustin Johnson? Not me. Not me. Nah. I'm going speeth, Thomas. Now, I'll probably do 10 on Spieth. Um... Ten on Thomas and then I'll throw five on Brooks Kepka. I know he's he's still dealing with that knee issue, so I don't know if you saw his tweet, he's doing the stanky leg where he has one (laughs) one he tweeted it too he's like the stanky leg is back. He has when you're crouching to read the putt, he can't get his knee fully bent, so he has to like put it all the way to the side. It's it's crazy. Uh but I'm gonna do a little bit on Brooks Kepka and I'm also and he's at plus twenty eight hundred. So if you were to put five on that, you'd win 140. And then at 2,900 is Colin Morikawa, the youngster. Five to win 145. So those are my four there. Morikawa, Kepka, Thomas, and Spieth. And those are my outrights to I where I can try to get one. Sure, it's not the big guns where you where you pick somebody that's way higher in odds. Ooh, could Tommy Fleetwood pull it away at plus 4,100? Could... Jason Day get one again at 6000 No, I'm not going that. I'm not going to go like that. And a lot of people are, are kind of saying that this could be a year of, you know, the quote-unquote guys who don't win as much. So, I guess I hate using this word, but the, even nobodies. To, not the even nobodies.
1: Not even nobodies. Not even nobodies. Like. <laughs> not even nobodies. Just guys looking guys looking to get out the gutter and get their one. That's, yeah. that's something you know, that I see.
0: So, it, people are saying it could be like that kind of year. Could Justin Rose maybe sneak away with one. But, I, I mean, I would even think about putting Rory McIlroy on that list too, but I'm sticking with four here. So it'll be a uh, $30 play, 10 Spieth, 10 Thomas, 5 more Morikawa, 5 Kepka. And then after you give yours, I'll talk a little bit about um, about what I'm going to do for this round betting because you can do... The other cool thing about this is what a lot of people don't understand, again, how to make money, which is this is a better bet too, is your... You know your top five finish, your top ten finish, but we'll get into that. So give me some of your outrights, and then um, and then we'll go into our round betting.
1: It, it bothers me how much we agree because we don't agree on much. But my top guy is JT. Always. Uh, Justin Justin Thomas he second. He's second in our average, uh, third and one putt average, I believe. Just playing playing good golf. I, I I feel like the last calendar year, probably since around this time last year, maybe like, yeah, probably around this time last year, he's been playing really, really, really good golf. In my opinion, seeing a lot of top tens. Top 15s, top fives. Doesn't always. It doesn't always have to be top fives, top threes. If I just see a guy consistently playing good golf, top twelve, top thirteen, um, and we've seen that from JT over the over the past year. One guy that I didn't hear you name that I'm actually shocked you didn't say was John Rahm, because there was a news about him and his baby. That you know, he said, "Don't athletes, bet." He, what? He, he, the baby was born though. What? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So exactly. I was I would be scared to take him if the baby wasn't born yet. But since the baby was born, there's that new motivation. It's something you got to watch out for. There's that drive. John, I will take John Rahm the win. I will take it small, but I also love Rahm top ten and top five. That's I feel like those are two. Yeah, that's
0: two great. Odds. And um, before I get to my top five, top ten finishes, because that's this is really how you can make a lot of money. The odds aren't crazy. I mean, it's it's plus one seventy, plus one fifty, plus two five. You know, ten to win twenty, whatever. So maybe you'd put a little bit more on those. I like uh, my group betting, too. And let's talk a little bit about this Group A betting. Okay? Group A tomorrow at la- 10.30.
1: La- la- last pick was Bruce Kepke. Mm.
0: Last pick? Okay. Um, so, your Group A betting. And this one, I uh, this Group A is, is who I'm probably going to stay away from because this group is stacked. Stacked with a capital S. Your Group A betting tomorrow at 10.30. Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau. Jordan Spieth, and Justin Thomas. Okay, first time I said Deshambo's name. No, I'm not picking him as an outright winner. Will I pick him as a top five, as a top ten? I will probably go as a top ten finish for Deshambo. okay? Deshambo, top ten finish, but, um, but I'm not going to pick him to win. Your group bettings, you can bet on the group. I think that's where the odds are a little bit better. But if you really want to do it, you really want to try to get your your, your play it a little bit safer, go over to your match betting. Okay. Your match betting can be things like you can pick people against one other person, right? So you could pick, you know, you could pick Matthew Wolf at minus 192 to beat Phil Mickelson. Okay. The odds are pretty pretty shitty there, but things like that where you're betting on one person. You could probably pick Abraham Answer over Shane Lowry, which is another great bet. Notice the things that I'm saying. I am putting on my bet slip because I am betting these things. Um, I will do. One, one I will good, also one
1: good bet out of a out of group B. I think I, I, I like Patrick Cantley a lot. in that group at Plus I think that's very valuable. Patrick Cantlay. Uh I think he he missed the cut Players, right? He did miss the cut Players. Besides that, he's been playing really consistent golf. I've uh, Seen him a couple top twos, top or top threes. Um, really consistent golfer. I think I, I think any any he, he, he'll keep the Cinderella story going for UCLA. How about that UCLA grad? Uh, That's I like I like Canada yeah, plus three hundred to win Group
0: B. Yeah, it's you know, you, there's so much that you can actually do. I mean, a lot of people are looking at oh, let me bet on a top American to win or a top American finish or or a top European finish, whatever. And you could do those too. That's also a very safe bet. You could probably put Justin Thomas as your top American, right? Maybe Spieth goes Gary business and goes after him, but um, we'll see on that. So you can also bet by round. So. You know, leading after after the first round, Speed has the best odds for that, and that's because he won. I think he was he won last weekend. I think he was forty to one to win, and now he's eleven to one or ten to one. Like it's crazy! It's crazy. One win, one surge, changes the whole narrative of of how to bet on this. Um, so it's gonna be very very exciting. Uh, when we get this going, the there's other some thing props that are just juicy,
1: like ah, ah.
0: I mean, the other thing I, I, I wanted to point out too is, I'm gonna be and I said this. I'm gonna be doing a lot of, um, you know, after Thursday, after Friday, I'll pick a winner. For the weekend, I'll pick a winner. I'll pick maybe two winners again. You can kind of double down on that. Maybe if Speed's still leading, I'll double down again. If Thomas has the lead, I'll double down again. There's there's so many opportunities. You have more of a chance. Obviously, this makes sense. You have more of a chance to pick it right after your Thursday or after your Friday, right? Because But the odds are just going to be slimmer. So that's why I'm saying put in three, put in four picks now, and then when you get to the weekend, double those down. If you have Thomas right now before Thursday and he's, he's leading after Friday, double it down. Odds are probably going to be what plus six hundred, not plus eleven hundred, but still, double it down. Throw maybe thirty on that. There's so much room to 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 get money here. It's not about just picking, you know, your match betting or your group betting. It's about figuring out how to play it as the weekend progresses, as we get after Thursday, as we get after Friday. You could even do how you could even do it on Saturday after Saturday, and that's a lot. What I've been doing a lot on these other tournaments. I'll take it, I'll take a winner when Sunday begins. And obviously the the odds are, are pretty shit compared to the opening. But I probably wasn't picking the winner at the at, at, at Thursday when the tournament starts. Right. So these are just things to think about. This is an all weekend type thing that you gotta be paying attention about if, if you want to if you wanna make some money. It's not something where you're you're watching the Yankees game and I say, you know, at, at nine thirty in the morning I say, Okay, Yankees minus one and a half and the game's at seven. And then we just leave it. It's Thursday. We pay attention. Friday, what's next? Saturday, what's next? And Sunday morning, all throughout until the the final round begins in the afternoon. What am I going to do? So that's right. why it's very. You got to be very, very attentive. And that's a, the only way, a way to a make couple, money.
1: Um, there's a couple of nice little, nice little props from round one. I think it might tickle your fancy. You can get Jordan Spieth under seventy and a half, <laughs> minus one twenty. Whoa! I love that. I love you, that. You can, I love that. I love date. that. You can, get Colin, you can get Kyle You can get under seventy one and a half at plus one hundred. You can get. You can get John Rahm at under seventy and a half at minus one thirty six. There's a couple of nice little, nice little pots for this for the round one score I like, but not all these guys are gonna go under. So I got to be a little careful because someone's gonna someone's bound to come out and have a nice little six over rounder, four over round.
0: And and the thing with with the match I think too, it, I think it might.
1: I think I might be worried.
0: The thing with Augusta too is. And this is just the course and, and how the course rolls. As I stretch here, Oh, okay, um, the, the, the thing with, with, the, with Augusta is, you, and people are, are going way deeper into this too. This is not just about picking, I guess you could say, the favorites, right? Guys that can putt. Who, 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 can, who can get on the green and make a putt? Because Augusta's greens, Augusta as a whole, right? So people also look at that. Well, let me find the guys who can putt and who can make those those clutch par saves to keep my round alive. And that's why I like your, your Jordan Speeth there, your Jordan Speed bet, which is, you know, round one score seventy, uh, you know, sixty nine or better or seventy or worse, whatever. Makes sense. Um,
1: but one another bet I just saw too, I hate to cut you off, but to make an eagle round one. John Rahm, I guess, plus 450. Yikes, I don't know if it, you guys! No, 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 no. Don't say yikes to me. Never, I don't know if you remember how that hole two played out last year, but a lot of guys were either eagle in that hole or coming very close to eagle in that hole, the way it's set up because of that downhill off of that little dog that left. And John Rahm was hitting that thing on the button last year. I think he has a chance to hit an eagle round one. I'll, can I'll you? Some slight change. Can we
0: also say that it's so amazing that we had Masters not long ago at all, and we get it again. Yeah, nah. It's not even... I don't think it's been a year. And that's what I'm saying. It's not been a full year, which is mm-hmm. awesome. And we get this again. We get a prime, where, you know, when the Masters actually should be. be. Prime prime Masters time. But those really are, are picks for that. There's Again, the bottom line, bottom line, and I'll say this, and, and we're going to clip this out as well. This is not, and I'm going to say it again, this is not something that you make a pick before it starts and then you're done. The way to win money in the Masters when you're betting is you have to pay attention the entire weekend. What are the props? The props are going to change. If Jordan Spieth goes and shoots a 67, he's what's it going to be? Plus whatever to shoot a 70 the next day? You got to pay attention to those things. And also just, again, I have to stress it enough too, the, the leaders after Thursday, the leaders after Friday. Hell, be attentive on someone who's in 20 in the top 20 in, in in 15 to 20 even even top 30 watch them climb watch 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 Abraham Anser being like top 15 top 20 and I and we, we live him after Thursday we live him after Friday he gets a top 5 finish something crazy like that it's the that's what's crazy too uh we just talked about it March Madness, anything can happen masters Anything can, happen. Anything can happen. Like these Very guys good. are just—you think that the favorites are just going to carry, carry, carry—and it doesn't work out like that.
1: I think there's something I hate. To, I keep throwing up bets, man. I not going to degenerate on this show. But, uh, <laughs> my guy, my, his favorite golfer a bet. I'm going to put a tiny bit on Fina to win, but I like Fina top ten because we were talking earlier about the about the players that this, is a, this this is a this is a tournament this weekend for the Masters obviously the vets are going to do their thing. It, this is a tough course, and, and Finau's played it. But I feel like, like I said earlier, this is one for guys that need to get one to play well. And Finau, I, what has it been, four years? I mean, he, he lost in the playoff about a couple months ago. I think it's been three, four years since he's won anything. He needs to get one. And I think this is a chance. I, I think the And Masters you said top 10
0: or top five? Top top 10. Top 10 plus is two. plus 240. It's great odds there. Yeah, um, I, I like top the 10. Other thing like that top,
1: I, top five's risky, but I like top 10.
0: The other thing that I noticed on – FanDuel is you could it's betting without, so you can bet without DeChambeau, Dustin Johnson, John Ram, uh, Jordan Spieth, or Justin Thomas. So you can bet, you can bet on the winners without the top dogs, essentially, if you wanted to go and look at that too. So you, that's where, that's where I'm going to place my Maury McIlroy bet, probably, Mm -hmm. because it's without the top dogs, essentially, really, essentially. And then, you know, I'll probably do more Cowell on that too, because his odds are better. He's plus 2,000 there. Actually, no, that's not true. He's plus 2,900 to win, so I'll still keep that. But that's something to think about, too. It's lesser odds, but you're taking out the top dogs that everyone's thinking is going to take those top five, top ten spots and then basically ultimately come out and win. So, again, there's a lot to bet on. There's, there's You just got to pay attention. It's the moral of the story. We're going to wrap <laughs> things up here. Um, that's, a, that's a
1: great life lesson there, Alex. There's a lot of money to be made out there, you just gotta pay attention. You gotta
0: pay attention. It's, that's a,
1: that's a great life advice.
0: And and, and I'll I'll All say everyday this every
1: day show where you get life advice, sports news.
0: <laughs> well, that's what I'll say too, is this is my I, I turned twenty one in May. So this is my and I wasn't you know, when the Masters came about, I was already twenty one, but I wasn't seriously involved in it. I wasn't, you know, as invested on the betting side of things. Um yeah, I picked a couple of outrights last year, but I wasn't attentive on it. So now that I know that there is plenty of room to make money, you just gotta watch the you gotta watch the, the books the entire weekend as well as the T V on what's actually happening. So uh hopefully we can maybe cash out and and, and see what happens. Right, again you wanna pick a lot of outrights, see what happens, three to four, keep it light, and and hopefully you get lucky and then double down. Double maybe, down. Maybe,
1: maybe double we can down. do a little thing, uh, a little little tracker on the Instagram or Twitter or Masters. Better over the weekend. Yeah,
0: you know, maybe maybe Friday or people, something. People
1: sleep on the Masters, man. This is really the goddamn Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. It really is, man. And uh, I'm just happy that we get to see this again. This, all eyes on 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 the TV screen tomorrow and Friday, as as we have it all day, just like our round of 64, as we full circle this back to the tournament, as we have the rounds of 64 all day, we have the Masters all day. So we're going to wrap well, it up actually,
1: here. Damn it. I want to, I want to get your thoughts on something. I don't know if you've seen this, but there was like an article, a little excerpt, Rory McIlroy visited Tiger. And basically they had a conversation. He was like, Rory commented on Tiger's trophy yep. case and all yep. this. And Tiger said, there's only four weeks out of the year that matters. Now, Brooks Ketchik said that as well. Known for saying something, like, something sort of sort like that. But maybe a little something ticked in Rory's head, meeting with this guy that can't play that he wishes he could be out there telling him only four weeks matter a year maybe help maybe help them dial a little bit i don't know there's a
0: couple yeah. storylines going to the Masters. i like so yeah it's uh it's i'm just so excited that we say goodbye to college basketball goodbye to the march madness ncaa tournament and then i know it's it is sad all that jalen Suggs, buzzer beer and all that that craziness is, is over but we get masters baseball's here
1: and nba playoffs we got about twenty five. playoffs games left,
0: man. rangers are making a push we oh my God! Eight to four of the Penguins last night. Completely oh off topic. Garcole with thirteen strikeouts last night. No fucking big deal. Whatever. Um, it's it's Garcole's world. I mean, like the Phillies, the Phillies
1: are actually better.
0: We're just living in Garrett Cole's world. It's the that Phillies simple. are actually better. The Phillies <laughs> are actually <laughs> better though. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: like actually though.
0: Actually, okay. We're gonna get into a, in a, a heated debate when they play each other again. Oh, um, damn. those damn games are sold out, dude. We, we should have been say, on.
1: We, that. Should, we should go to that game. At, we like, can't. It's sold
0: out. <laughs> we should have been more. We should have been more. On. You know what? We should. You know, what we gotta hope for. You make, you make we gotta hope for, for that. They. Ages. We gotta keep an eye on that too. Speaking of being attentive, before we get the hell out of here, uh, being attentive. If if they open up for some more seats, we gotta go. Gotta, gotta go. go. Gotta go. Gotta go. So be on top of that. Um, that's gonna do it for us. Road trip. Road trip. Yeah. We we are so excited to have our announcement next week with somebody else. On the call, on the screen with us. We're so excited for that. Cool. Be on the lookout for that. We'll have the Twitter updates on that when when that episode gets published. That's next Wednesday. We'll be recording that, so the 14th of April. Super, super excited. You can follow us on our Instagram, at ADEDpod. Get some clips there. Manny's doing a fantastic job with those. It's it's really cool to see those cutouts. If you like the, the young Jay Pillis picture or... Or Uzi saying we lost because we did lose on Michigan State. <laughs> and you can check us out on the Twitter at ADED Podcast and you'll see some updates there. We'll place some bets on there. We'll be a li- we'll try to be as, as attentive as we can on this um, as, as the weekend progresses with the Masters. We know that not a lot of you guys are gonna be able to listen to this episode while the Masters is going on. So we'll try to get some stuff out there on the Twitter and, and keep you guys pumping as the weekend progresses. You can follow us you can follow us also on the Facebook which is simply the name of the show. Thank you guys so, so much for your support. We are right there. We're getting close, and we're so, so excited. Thank you, guys. You've been listening to the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. My name is Alex Jacobs, but you can call me All Day AJ. See you next week.